This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. We're okay with Brendan, but we're not cool with Brendan. And Willis. Oh yeah. Can, can I ask, is, is Austin Butler Elvis now? Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. It is award season, everyone. Yes, it is. We've gotten into January. We've gotten into the awards. Uh, we've had a couple going on here. And today's episode is going to be really kind of just a review of what's going on and where we are. Yeah. Um, our episode next week will have the actual Oscar nominations. Those are coming mm-hmm. on the 24th if you want to tune in. Yep. But last week we had the Golden Globes. Uh, sure which did. we're going to talk about in some capacity and sort of talk about who won, talk about who didn't won, talk about the show, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, also, we just had the Critics' Choice Awards, yes, um, which I think were Sunday night, right? I believe so, yep, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about who won there. Um, yeah. And then we're going to kind of do a little jump and see who we think is going to be nominated for the big for the big show yes if there's overlap and if there's anything we can garner from these and you know and if there's gonna (laughs) be any surprises honestly right because who knows um but before we do that josh you want to bring us into our weekly releases and let us uh let's see what's going on there yes i do uh because we got a couple things coming to theaters specifically this week uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is Missing, which I don't know if you guys know about the original movie Searching with John Cho, which mm-hmm. is a movie that's basically told over someone's laptop screen, uh, which was a kind of a novel idea back in the day, not so much now, but I thought that that movie was really strong, and I'm hearing that this one is also really strong as well because it's it's a pretty clever and well-done premise um, for for kind of like um an investigation kind of a of a movie yeah. so i'm i'm into this and i'm i'm ready and this is going to a theater so i'm like yes let's go let's do it um we've also got finally women talking sarah polly's new movie starring uh jesse buckley and uh, rooney mara and not Francis to be confused McDormand. with she said not to be confused very different movies dealing yes. with similar topics um that i think is gonna be around the award shows quite a bit and uh, and I'm just really looking forward to this. It's, it's a tough movie from what I know just because of the premise, but um, I just, I know that this is an astounding, an astounding yeah. movie. So um, we also have Alice Darling, which I don't know too, too much about, but is one of the only other movies that is premiering in a theater this week that's actually going wide. Uh, Anna Kendrick is in this movie. This is Anna Kendrick. Yeah, that's. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just. It's a th- just go to a theater, man. Just that's what that's what this is yeah. all about here. Uh, so that's it for theatrical stuff. For streaming, we don't really have any movies, but we do have shows coming back. We have Miracle Workers, End Times, uh, back. It actually came back on TBS January sixteenth. That '90s show, which. All right, here we it's go. Happening. <laughs> it's happening. Somehow, uh, the main two there look exactly the same. I don't unreal. Understand. I it's don't. Wild. It's yes, I don't understand. Uh, but that's G- Netflix, January nineteenth. I, I'm kind of pissed off about this one, but it is it is what it is. 
And then we have The Legend of Vox Machina coming back on January 20th on Prime as well. So interesting all over the place stuff. We're kind of in in, in between week yeah. here. Um, but there's still stuff to check out. So go go and watch some some content. And uh, yeah, without further ado here, let's jump into the episode. So Golden Globes. Yeah. Last, well, I guess as of this posting, uh, almost two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like Tuesday. It was on a Tuesday, which it was, was on a when, Tuesday, which with. was yeah, strange. Um, yeah, it was Tuesday the tenth. Um, so it was just after we had recorded our previous episode. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Josh? Where do we start with this conversation? That's a good question because we, as I've said last year, and I don't know if we were recording there before, but we're not huge fans of the Golden Globes, nor is anybody really. They've had yes. a lot of controversy. And I don't really have a good base for what is a good Golden Globes show, so I'll just start with that. Sure. Um, I was entertained by this show, and I think that a lot of the winners, while not completely um, like what I would have wanted, it's a better showing than what we've seen in the past. Um, yeah. A lot more diversity going on here, especially with yes. a lot of the TV awards and especially some of the awards that came out first. But, I mean, I don't know. I thought this was not completely unsuccessful, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I wasn't enthralled, but I also was like, there's something going on here. Um, I don't know. What about you? I, I had a similar kind of thing. I'm like, there was no, like, big moment that came out of it. There was no slap um, this time. There was no slap, um, <laughs> which like is, you know, when you get something like that, it becomes a lot harder to focus on the actual awards and who won. Yeah. And I think that is what the Golden Globes here actually accomplished this year. Yeah. Um, is like it was a celebration of the people, you know, who were doing great things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, you can get there's a ton of politics behind the Golden Globes. And like, yeah, I do still have a problem with like the Golden Globes and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association as of like course. a group. Yeah. Um, But like the award ceremony in of itself was like actually really touching. And like you yeah. could like it felt good to see people who, um, you know, it, it felt good to see people who would put themselves out there, like be rewarded. Yeah, and As truly such. deserved it. Like, it, there was yeah. nobody who won that I was like, eh, well, that was just kind of a shoe in because they, they're a favorite. Yeah. It's like, no, everyone on here, I'm like, I can, I know why you won. Um, a, a, apart from one, which we'll get into in a second, but um, yeah, I, and I thought that everyone's speeches were extremely their own, like, extremely mm-hmm. themselves, all the way up to Evan Peters having like a. 10 second speech and then walking off the stage. <laughs> I was like, all of this is so deeply yeah. them. Um, I loved the Ryan Murphy tribute and the way that he spent his whole speech shouting out other people. I'm the, like, the this Ryan is Murphy it. tribute, I oh. think was the, the top tier moment. So uh, good for me. I, I sent that speech to a couple people the next day being like, I know you didn't watch the golden globes, but like watch yeah. this. Cause it's yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah. I mean, like short of just running through the, the the different winners here, I'm like overall like I had a good time watching this. 
way more successful than years past. <laughs> yeah, way more successful than like the Oscars the past few years. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like you, you even you leave aside the slap and things like that. Like yeah. last year's Oscars was like not the greatest production. No. Um and then the year before that, like the just coming out of COVID kind of thing where yeah. they were all in it honestly in a similar kind of room as that. Um Yeah. But um I will say also just in terms of the production, I feel like it was a lot more like it was a lot looser. Yeah. You know, um, they were still like censoring a sure. lot of stuff, but you didn't get the sense that people were trying to censor themselves. No way. You know, people were saying stuff that I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so like rock and roll, you know, like I think that's fine. I'm like, <laughs> you know, um, and we were talking before the pod that uh, the Screen Actors Guild is going to Netflix. Uh, yeah. This and next year, like we're getting to a point that it's like honestly, like why are we worried so much about like censoring, right? In this kind of capacity, yeah. You know, um, especially as we get a little bit later into night. Like, yes, there are kids out there who watch the stuff and are inspired. Sure, yes, but like they watch YouTube well, I, and about the Golden Globes. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah true. true. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so it's like I'm kind of like, yeah, like let's be a little looser with that. I thought that was like kind of cool. Um Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, can I, can I ask is is Austin Butler Elvis now? <sighs> so <laughs> Like that's not what he sounds like, right? Like It's 100% not what he sounds like cuz I've seen this guy act since he was like a teenager. Like he was on yeah. Disney Channel and like I've seen him act recently and he was he was in um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So it's like yeah. No, this I think that he either can't stop, like he's just had to do <laughs> this like for Baz. Now. Yeah, he yeah. just can't stop. <laughs> or it's like he's steering into the skid a little bit and being like, I maybe I shouldn't be up here for this actor, but I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna make people happy just by I don't know yeah. if he's that self aware or not, but he, that is definitely not what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> he's from Cali he's from California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the weirdest from like, Memphis. <laughs> I like so to our listeners, he gave his speech in essentially like a full on Elvis voice, Elvis voice. Yeah. Um, and it really made me go like, wait, <laughs> I like, is that what he said? Like, <laughs> that can't be what he sounds like, because like then it's like, oh, well, he was just like born to play Elvis. You he know? is like, Elvis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That was that was bizarre. Um, it was bizarre. Can we talk about Eddie Murphy for a second? Yeah. And his him winning the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which I thought was an interesting choice. Um, not that he doesn't deserve it, because by all means, he definitely does. Yeah. He's been working for 40 years at the highest level in comedy. Um, but that was interesting. And the way that his speech was, because I know... I'm not the biggest Eddie Murphy fan, but I have a ton of... you know, sure. I obviously have been exposed to him for a long time. And seeing him so collected and so almost like quiet when he's giving his speech like yeah. it was up till the very end which i actually did <laughs> think was pretty funny um i was like oh this is really kind of off book for him maybe but i don't mm -hmm. i've never seen him in like real interviews or anything like that it's always him in like this persona as eddie um but I just thought it was wonderful. I thought it was a good speech, really succinct, nice, quick. Yeah. And then I did think like his ending line was pretty funny. And very like, pointy. Well, it, yeah, it got the <laughs> sense it was like he wanted to go up and give like a very heartfelt speech, but like 
he's self-aware enough that like there has to be the Eddie Murphy yeah. <laughs> stinger to it. Um, which like, yeah, that was, that was great. And I mean, like, again, you're totally right. Like does deserve it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think, so here's, here's what I will say. They gave a lot of awards to people of color this, mm-hmm. this night, which I obviously for the, Hollywood Foreign Press, it's not something that's normal for their organization. Yeah. They had zero black people voting up until two years ago. So it's like, yeah. this is a very clear thing. However, everyone who got an award, it wasn't like you're like, oh, this is like the trophy. This is like the token award for the person of color. It's like, no, they everyone yeah. deserved every single thing that they got, which I'm like, this... That would have turned it from like more of like an uplifting thing to a cynical thing if it was like, oh, they're just handing out awards here. But it's like, no, like they clearly had some sort of a conscience or somebody was in their ear being like, you, here we go. Like, let's yeah. go, award the people who deserve it, you know? Well, and I mean, like, more yeah, people out it, there. <laughs> I was cheering watching Abbott Elementary like clean up. So good. You man. know, I mean, that show is like amazing. And, you know, yeah. You put it up against the other things that are here. I mean, for um, comedy or whatever. Yeah. Best television series, musical or comedy. You're looking at Abbott Elementary, The Bear, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building and Wednesday. Right. Um, I'm like, yeah, like Abbott Elementary is 100% the best one there. For sure. You know, Um, and it's, I don't know. It's like, it's great to see that I lost my mind when uh, Natu Natu Yes. Beat out Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, and Alexandra Desplat. Like, it's like, and it and it deserves it. And it did because it's absolutely the best. Like those the other nominations are like, hey, pop culture icon, can you write a song for this movie? Like, right. you know, whereas not do not do not do not do is imperative and like a huge part of RRR and like, yes. is incredible and is like, yes. you know. I've watched it a dozen times on YouTube. <laughs> right. And now I wonder, do you think, and we'll get to our Oscar uh, conversation in a second, but like I almost wrote RRR off in terms of the major categories because I'm yeah. like, I don't think they're going to care enough. This makes me go, oh, wait, is there legs for this thing at the at the Academy Awards for other above-the-line nominations that aren't necessarily, obviously you can't be nominated for certain awards, but... Sure. Um, like it's not just like best international feature. Like, are there more out there? It's for certainly RRR? possible. I mean, to sort of segue, also, Nadu uh, Nadu also won best song for the Critics Choice Awards last yes. night. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's huge. <laughs> that's huge, and that like going into and again, it was against the same like lineup of original songs, right? And they always um, win, like. Gaga or whoever does like the yeah the, it's the always something for... I will say the best original song performances at the Oscars this year are going to mm. be next level oh my um, god which if I'm they... almost oh. like I'm like can they even pull that off can they like have the egos of Lady Gaga Taylor Swift and Rihanna like on the same night not egos <laughs> egos isn't what I mean but you know what I mean no like, but that that's that's power. a lot of star power on that's the stage. like the biggest of all um, time um. And then they're all going to get swept under the rug by not do not do and like their yeah. like <laughs> stage clearing performance. <laughs> that I'm so excited for that. Uh, that'll be an interesting thing we can talk about of um, how they're going to handle that at the Oscars this year because that, that's been a, a thing that they've been messing with a lot. But I know, and um, it, and it usually I'm usually not a huge fan. Like it's just yeah, 
they're yeah. gonna have to really nail it down this time um i don't even know what the time frame is like i mean they're getting shorter every year so i'm like holy yeah. crap i know Although, that for the golden globes they were late like they went yeah. too long <laughs> like, oh they definitely you felt long. the rush too <laughs> yeah it's so bizarre to me, especially because I was watching it on Peacock that I'm like, what does it See, matter if this runs 20 minutes long? Like we're not before or after anything. Like <laughs> if I, if I've and this is the interesting thing and in why we've said for a long time now, like, yeah, this should all just be on streaming. I don't know why we're dealing with like a broadcast of it. Yeah, but like, come on. Um, like if I'm watching the Golden Globes, like you're not going to lose me in the last 20 minutes. Like if I'm sticking <laughs> through the whole golden globes, I'm not gonna be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to stay for best picture and best yeah, actor. I like, don't care. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, so I don't know. Um, I agree though. <laughs> any other things from the golden globes worth highlighting? Um, I want to say that Sean Penn introducing Zelensky was not on my Super bingo bizarre. card that I just yeah. was like, what is this for? Not that, you know, support of Ukraine, obviously, but like, what, sure. <laughs> like, what it, the hell? <laughs> Sean Penn looks rough also. It's so funny because it's like Sean Penn, Sean Penn came out and I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, Sean Penn, like, went to Ukraine when this war started. And I was like, yeah. something's about to and i don't know i didn't know what it was going to be i was He's about to announce world war three <laughs> I, I was surprised to actually see Zelensky there but like yeah um yeah yeah sean penn is is a harbinger for sure strange um, <laughs> but uh yeah how about steven spielberg's speech oh dude for uh was was it for best director it was, was best it director best picture yeah yeah um i loved it yeah. i absolutely loved it and i think that you know, you haven't seen the Fablemans yet, have you? I haven't yet, no. You can feel when you're watching the movie how hard this was for him to make correctly. Yeah. Um, and he was just on today. If you haven't listened to, the, to Smartless, today Spielberg was on Smartless. Ooh. So, like, good episode. The guy is just, like, class act, just amazing. But um, I, I was in love with his speech. I'm like, this is perfect and nobody cut him off they didn't play him off they're like we're gonna let steven spielberg yeah. talk about his movie yeah and i thought it was great yeah and it's it's one of those it's like well okay i'm gonna say this and it's gonna make it sound like i'm like diminishing what that speech meant to him <laughs> but it's like also that speech was given while oscar like voting right. <laughs> was going on and yeah. like that was the most like i want to vote for that for best picture for the oscar just of based course. on the like the filmmaking nostalgia of that so it'll be interesting yeah. to see where that lands in the best picture um race for the oscars because i mean it'll I obviously be nominated like there's for no way sure. it doesn't but um but will it be a front runner like yeah probably i mean i think it's i given this and how did it do? Who won uh, Best Director or Best Picture for the the Critics' Choice? Here? So it was um, actually the Daniels. Yes, and Best everywhere. Picture. They won both. They for won both. Best Director, which which throws a wrench into the equation where you're like, oh, I kind of wrote everything everywhere all at once. Not off, but I'm like, it's just weird enough where I don't know that it would make it in the Academy voting. Yeah. It's, I, so it's, I. Everything Everywhere is high on my list of like possible winners of a lot of stuff. Sure. 
And the only reason I say that, and I was talking to my aunt the other day about this, the only reason I say that is because that movie came out so long ago. Yeah. That movie came out, what do we say, March? If not earlier, yeah. Yeah. I think so it was like, March. You know, like 10 months ago, and we're still talking about it all the time. Yes. It's still huge in the conversation. And like Michelle Yao is winning awards for it. Um, and Key, yes. And Key is, <laughs> yeah. Like- and the Daniels and like, it's like, it's not an insignificant player and it's like, it has momentum that's carried it for a very long time. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I do want to say, so best actress. Um, yeah, yeah. So just, just in terms of the globes, starting off with key winning mm-hmm. for best supporting was the only way to start this show off. Cause it started yeah. off on not just a good note but the only note like the it's it's like a nostalgia thing it's a sentimentality pick but it's also the right pick and it's also like reintroducing this guy into the hollywood and you know just going through the pictures and seeing him with brendan and seeing him with all these people it's like Mm -hmm. this is what it's about this is this celebrating people who deserve it and who have deserved it for a long time and this goes you know equally as much for michelle yo who you know, may never be nominated for something like this at the Globes again, may never have been nominated for something like this if it hadn't been for a movie like this. And yeah. like that stuff, like even Angela Bassett for for Black Panther, it's like these yeah. people who have deserved this award for 30 years, yeah. finally getting this award. And it's the Golden Globes, so it's like whatever. But you could see in their face, like, well, and not only, a lot. Like, <laughs> it's not only like that they deserve this award but like yeah they've been given an opportunity to deliver something that's award worthy yes you know in that like this is the end of like what is a great thing for these actors to begin with of like the fact that someone that the daniels really like said michelle yao is for is perfect for this right she's capable of doing this they gave her the capacity and like found the way to like get her to deliver that performance right. or allow her to deliver that performance and like that it is so good and that it is so deserving and it's like and it's just uh, it, it tops it all off that it's like it's this peak of a career that's deserving of it as well um, yes. and it's just like it's the kind of thing it like it's your Hollywood, like it's your Hollywood story. It's like that's yes. you know what makes it so incredible is that it is the Hollywood story, but it's also so deserving. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the only other thing I want to point out about the Globes is Guillermo del Toro winning for Pinocchio and basically telling everyone who is like animation is not a real genre. He's like, you're right. I mean, it's not a genre. It is a medium. This is an entire art form and should be given the respect as everything else. I'm like, yes, GDT. First of all, nobody can tell him anything because he's Guillermo del Toro. But I'm like, (laughs) the fact that you're standing up there and talking to the people who look down at animation and being like, yeah, but look at Look at this. Yeah. We shot this on a 5D Mark III, like all of it, and like it just yeah. stills. And look at this. I won, you know, an award for it. So I thought that was amazing. And yeah, yeah just, just a, yeah, I felt good at the end of this show, which is not normally how it happens. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's, yeah, it was like actually a celebration of the people as opposed to like, here is the Hollywood foreign press wants to hang out with famous people. Famous people. Right. Yeah. Mostly Brad Pitt, apparently. 
Everyone wants to hang out with Brad Pitt. Uh, he's just right there. <laughs> uh, the level of people just going, hey, Brad Pitt was Everyone hilarious. who's on stage is like, hilarious. oh, shit, there's Brad Pitt. He's right there. Um, and I want to shout out Jennifer Coolidge, too, because I Oh, love my her. God. Is is that just who she is? Yeah. That's amazing. I love yeah. her. Um, <laughs> and, like, even Jennifer Coolidge's speech so was, good. like, like so touching of just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> as weird and disjointed as her like speech can be sometimes yeah. like it was perfect it was still just like got you right in the heartstrings all of it it's crazy yeah and mike white absolutely hammered mike on white stage <laughs> good for him man <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there mike we've all been there man not at the globes but my god well, we've all been it. there like oh food's over all okay. right yeah bring me a drink <laughs> liquid dinner here we go um that's awesome. Uh, should we just briefly talk about the the critics' choice here? Yeah. Because a little different, a little different than the Globes in terms of not mm-hmm. who was nominated, but who ended up winning. I'm pretty sure everyone across yeah. the board is pretty similar. Although, I will say the best picture category for uh, the critics' choice was Avatar 2, mm-hmm. Babylon, mm-hmm. The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis... The Fablemans, Glass Onion, RRR, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Yeah. Which is not 100% the lineup I thought was going to come through here. Glass Onion and RRR being the real like, oh, really? Okay. Top Gun Maverick, I can kind of go either way on, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's still, you know, Top Gun Maverick and Avatar, you got two sequels up in there. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> well, and Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. Three sequels in there. That's, that's astounding. Um, and then the win going to Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm like, that's... Yeah. This is a stacked category. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It's going to be really interesting to see what 10 the Academy I know. quotes. And it's interesting because how many years have there been like, well, yeah, you can have up to 10 and we get like seven nominations. I'm like, that's not happening this year. No, there's gonna way. be like Oscar snub category articles yes. about like, you know how. I mean, even Black Panther: Wakanda Forever could have been nominated technically. You know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. How is did no one see Nope? I I'm like astounded by this. It is very quiet. Like how maybe they're just not campaigning and Jordan Peele's like I don't really care. But like I, that's kind of the that's my like inkling. Like, is like that they're just not pushing for it. Not one nomination across any of these v- award shows. Like, yeah, that's just astounding to me, especially well, when, like, yeah. And we're getting things where like Triangle of Sadness is nominated, right? where it's like that's a that's a pretty obscure movie compared for sure. Um, and like Glass Onion better than Nope. Come on, dude. Yeah, like no, I like Glass Onion, but like come on, right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Should we run through a couple more of the like the major ones? Like um, sure from the critics' so, choice. Yeah. So best actress, um, and I think that this this is a pretty stacked category as well. We have uh, Viola Davis for the Woman King, which I'm glad to see here. Um, mm-hmm. Danielle Deadweiler for Till, which I mm-hmm. haven't seen, but I should watch that. I watched the writers' roundtable with the writer of this movie, and I'm like, sure. I just need to see this movie now. Um, Margot Robbie for Babylon, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, which. Once you see the Fablemans, like she is not a lead in that at all. So I don't get 
Michelle Williams is one of those people, and I I don't mean this as like a negative, but like I feel like the Academy loves her. Sure. And like every time she shows up, I'm like, yeah, there's there's Michelle Williams, which yeah. and it's like often deserved, but it's She's also good, yeah. like, you know, if you look at the list of potential best actresses this season, this yeah. year, like, okay, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. And then you got Michelle Yeoh and then the winner is Kate Blanchett. But I'm like, of do all we of know, these. Do we yeah. know if Kate Blanchett was at the Critics' Choice? She wasn't at the Golden Globes. You know, I actually have no idea. I would be surprised. I feel like. Oh, can we go back for one second and appreciate yeah. um, with the Golden Globes, every time someone wasn't there, they commented about where they were. Yeah. It was like, it's Regina not, Hall. they're not here because they don't like the Golden Globes. They're, they're here not. because they're not here because they're working. And I was like, okay, Golden Globes, like, don't be so triggered. When Regina Hall was talking about... <laughs> Oh my God! It was for Yellowstone, right? I forget who even it was. Say more. I've, I can't remember. I, I, uh, she basically like someone is sheltering in place in Santa Barbara because. Oh yeah, Kevin Costner. Oh, it was yeah, Kevin yeah, yeah. Costner. <laughs> <laughs> and she couldn't make it through because it's like, oh, he's sheltering in place in Santa Barbara because <laughs> of the flooding and whatnot. But yeah, like... which is severe, but it just sounds so absurd when you say it. So <laughs> I agree that was a high point because they're like, oh, no, no, no. They wanted to be here. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. They just were flooded. No um, one is boycotting the Golden Globes. <laughs> anyway. Anyhow. <laughs> to go back to the uh, the critics' choice there. Yes. Um, don't know if Kate Blanchett was there, although she can do whatever the hell she wants to. Yeah, she's um, Kate Blanchett. According to the Golden Globes, she's shooting in London. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Whatever they want to tell themselves to make it okay. Um, for best actor, we have Austin Butler for Elvis, which, again, he deserves it. He was great in that movie. Yeah. Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick, which I'm like, okay, sure. Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Paul Mescal for After Sun, Bill Nighy for Living, and Brendan Fraser for The Whale, who took home the award, which I think that he might just take the Oscar. We'll talk about it in a second, but it Didn't doesn't get the Golden like... Globe. Went to Austin Butler in the Golden Globe, but yeah. and I think that's because they're like, we're okay with Brendan, but we're not cool with Brendan, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> um, which is interesting because I, by all accounts, he deserves this over everybody else and this yeah. definitely over some of these people. But, um, it's a weird thing because like when we talk about the Oscars, it's like there are, these are best actress and best actor are two incredibly stacked. Oh my God. Categories that I feel like we can just pretty much predict who's going to win. A hundred percent. And the thing about this is like, I'm surprised that we didn't get like Jeremy Pope from the inspection yeah. over Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick. Now, yeah. I have no idea if that's because Top Gun's become like the sensation of the year or whatever, but you know, Tom Cruise was fine. He was good in yeah. it, but like, come on, dude. Tom Cruise <laughs> was playing Tom Cruise. Like, exactly. Yeah. He was fine. Um, Moving on to Best Director, which is a, another stacked category. Holy crap. Uh, we got Big Jim Cameron for Avatar The Way of Water. Mm -hmm. We've got Damien Chazelle for Babylon. We've got Todd Field for Tar. Baz Luhrmann for Elvis, which I'm actually getting scared that he might win. Um, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Sarah Polly for Women Talking. Gina Prince-Bythewood for The Women, Woman King, which I'm like, yes, 
thank God, like somebody is recognizing her. Um, S.S. Rajmuli for RRR and Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans. And the one who took it home was the Daniels for Everything Everywhere, which I'm like, dude, you yeah. beat Steven fucking Spielberg and James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. That ain't no joke. And not for None. nothing, like, and Damien Chazelle and Todd and Baz Field Lerman. and Boz Lerman and Martin <laughs> and McDonough. Like, like, come yeah. on. <laughs> like, heavy, heavy, heavy hitters. Um, some of whom came back after 10 years to make a movie and you yeah. still beat them. So that's incredible. I think this is not indicative of what the Oscars are going to be like. Yeah. I think it'll be partially, and I think that a lot of the contenders will be the same, but I do not think that this is going to pan out the way that this panned out, really. Yeah, I um, think the critics have a different relationship with like the Hollywood story. Absolutely. You know. Oh, Del Toro won again for Best yeah. Animated. Oh, interesting. And the Academy loves Del Toro. So, yeah. hmm. okay. I mean, I was, like, that's one of those things, too. I'm like, I feel like Pinocchio's got the animated thing on lock, too. Yeah. For the Oscars. But um, I do want to call out because we won't get to talk about it with the Oscars. But Weird Al, the Al Yankovic story, <laughs> taking home best made for TV movie. Let's go. Beating out Prey. That's kind of Which is really me. intense. Although. Um, calling Prey a made for TV movie. Also is, weird. Yeah, um, that's a shame. But uh, and he took um, yeah best Radcliffe. actor yeah yeah which I'm like so I like how it. about weird coming into the award season with uh with some some heft will it um, be represented at the Academy Awards <laughs> well no it's a well yeah I know <laughs> I'd be interesting to see if if it qualifies I don't know because that would be hilarious if like the Roku channel just like flew in on the heels of like the massive war that Netflix and Disney are having and. Or Amazon are having of like, no, we all have to do this. And they're like, hey, here you go. Here we We're go. Roku. We don't even know what to classify ourselves as. <laughs> That's awesome. Ooh, best adapted screenplay, Sarah Polly for Women Talking. Interesting. Another stacked category, but I think mm -hmm. that that makes sense. Um, oh, Angela Bassett again for best supporting actress. Mm -hmm. That's really great. Well, and best original screenplay to the, the Daniels as the well, Daniels. which is like. That's. Like, I mean say what you will but the like the writing of so the other the other nominations here were after sun charlotte wells martin mcdonough banshees of inishirin steven spielberg and tony kusher uh for the fablemans and todd field for tar i'm like the scripts How? of banshee i haven't seen after sun but the scripts of banshees the fablemans i'll bet and tar are like incredibly complex yes. and incredibly well done but like i can't imagine how many like little ways everything everywhere could have gone completely off the rails oh yeah you know what i mean it's like a masterpiece of like holding a story together amid chaos yes and it's something that shouldn't work and it just does and you know the rest of them are about as straight down the barrel as you can get when it comes to that kind of thing so um yeah just astounding and i love angela bassett getting all this love because it sucks because like yeah black panther wakanda forever was fine and she was fine in it but i'm like She's been in so She's many Angela Bassett, yeah, iconic roles in this whatever. Uh, hopefully, she'll get another one at some point. But like, God, come on. Um, and then Key for best supporting. For best I mean, supporting. it's just you should yeah. watch if you haven't. You should watch the Hollywood Reporter uh, actor roundtable with him. Oh yeah, it's so him. Uh, Brendan, Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, Austin Butler, Austin Butler, and Colin um, Farrell. Colin Farrell and Jeremy Pope. 
Jeremy Pope. Yes. Yes. Um, so good. And it's incredible. And like, just to listen to Key talk about coming back is like wild. And him being like, me and this guy, we're in Encino Man together, <laughs> together. like 30 years yeah. ago. <laughs> like that is And we're both still here. Yeah. And they're both two actors who have made a comeback. And I'm like, let's go, guys. And then yeah. you're surrounded by a bunch of other people who are just making a name for themselves like Jeremy and Austin. It's like, mm-hmm. let's. And then Colin's just there because he's, <laughs> he's the well, best. Because he's the Well, but like, and Colin Farrell, honestly, like, you know, making a, a pivot yeah. from like what his original, I think of him in Daredevil. As Bullseye True. in the original Daredevil, and I'm the original Daredevil. Yeah, we, we're uh, gonna, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I'm like, that's an entirely different. That's like Hollywood crap getting churned out, and he's just gonna get eaten up by that. And like, yeah, no, now he's making Banshees of Inisherin with Martin McDonough. Like, yeah, 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 and he's playing the Penguin in the Batman, and yeah. he's in After Yang in the same year, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, um, excellent. So a very interesting Critics' Choice Awards, but I think we're getting a good sense of what's going on for the, at least for the nominees for the Oscars. Um, yeah. Because there's some very clear, clear front runners going on here. Should we just dive in and see what we think? Or do we want to- I want to start else? here. Yeah, let's, let's, let's pivot to the Oscars. Cool. And I want to start here because I think this is, well, I think the framing of this is going to be continual throughout all of our categories but can anything unseat avatar for best visual effects no like not at all right there's not nothing even, not even close like the yeah. only thing would be everything everywhere and like nah yeah. avatar is 100 percent computer generated it's three hours long and it looks real yeah <laughs> and it took 10 years to make <laughs> avatars winning that um in a similar vein do you think that Top Gun Maverick will win Best Cinematography? That's not that an it interesting had the question, best, but but they like, did some stuff. But yeah, like that's the question is like, you know, by what metric are you measuring cinematography? Right, because they did stuff in there that no one else has done. Yeah, like the fact, like just the way that they shot a lot of those jets is oh like, oh my god, incredible. Yeah, you know. um, groundbreaking like literally. groundbreaking and like you know that's there's something to be said for is that stunts or is that sure. um you know is that effects is that special effects is that right. cinematography you know but like it's weird because if you look at the other um categories that we've gotten through here mm-hmm. like it was so top gun won best cinematography at the critics choice mm-hmm but like beyond that, I'm like, are there a lot that are huge contenders? Do you um, know what I mean? I mean, there's Empire of Light, which was shot by Deacons, which Deacons just gets just, nominated all the time. No matter, never what. wins, but always gets nominated. Right. Um, um, I would say the Fablemans will probably be in that conversation, not because it's the best, but because yeah. again, like Spielberg movies, just like always do. Yeah. But I feel like short of like Babylon. Like there's not a lot. Oh, Babylon's a that's a. There's not a lot of cinematography conversations that I've been having this year. Right. Again, you know what I mean. Where's Nope? True. Like, is that not in this category? <laughs> true. <laughs> like, that's very true. 
what the hell? They must um, not care and just aren't. It's Hoyta Van Hoytema. It's Nolan cinematographer. Like this yeah. guy is the real deal. That's, and that movie that's, looks astounding. That's a very good, good point. That's like that's something I think. I do feel like we might see more Nope in the Oscars. Yeah, like sound design at least. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, like just it, because that does have more of the like love letter to the industry kind of vibe that you get um, sure. that might not play as much in the Golden Globes at the Critics' Choice or the SAG or whatever. But um, right. but yeah, man, I mean, like cinematography is just like it's not a huge. I mean, unless we're going to get like Elvis and like Baz Luhrmann's insanity, you know, in terms of cinematography and whatnot, but like. It's possible, but like it's not. And here's the thing. So like the only reason that that would happen is because the Academy just like can't get away from Baz Luhrmann. Like they're just like, (laughs) this guy knows movies and I'm just like, this guy does not know movies now. Like earlier in his career, sure. But now I'm like, I just don't get it. Um, But like it is a very stylish and like athletic movie where you're watching it and you're like, holy crap, am I on a, am I on a roller coaster here? Yeah. But like, if we're going for that, Babylon was similar. Mm -hmm. Top Gun was similar. Like we have movies that have done that, that are actually good movies, you know, that aren't like, but Elvis is going to be nominated for best picture, like guaranteed. And so, (laughs) so to, to sort of turn there, like, do we get anything? Short of the obvious one, do we get anything from Blonde? Because there there could be a cinematography argument for Blonde. There could be, but I don't I don't think Netflix is doing anything with Blonde, short of Ana de Armas as like a push for best for best actress. actress. Um, I I don't see any way where that makes it into a technical category. Yeah, like that's just... the only one that I'm like I feel like I had a really strong reaction. To, and again, I still haven't seen a lot of it, but that's like the one that I think I had the strongest visual cinematography reaction to. Sure. Because it is beautiful, but like, I don't think we're going to see anything from it. No. No. Because they don't want to give Andrew Dominic be, an award. <laughs> yeah. There will be, um, there will be at least one film when they announce the cinematography category that you're like, what? Yeah. Like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be some like, you know, triangle of sadness or like the inspection or white noise or sure. Know, some oh. kind of like, Oh, or Bardo Bardo could show up there. Oh, that's a good, if it's going to be anything, it's going to be yeah. Bardo for sure. I don't know if you've seen Bardo yet, but I haven't crap, seen Bardo that movie yet. That looks yeah. astounding. Not a good movie, but like, Holy crap. That movie looks unreal. Um, so let's, I mean, let's jump over to the big ones here for a second. Yeah. Well, are there any other minor things that we talked about? Best original song. Um, yep. I want not to not to not to not to take it. I want I want that moment so much. The fact um, that I can't even name another song from another yeah. movie this year just just come on, come yeah. on, guys. <laughs> Do you see? Here's a way to frame it. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the top ones there, mm-hmm. and we'll discount the technical ones because I think there's an obvious answer to the question I'm about to ask. But like, sure. Do you see any particular film sweeping everything? You know, do you see, is there a film out that's going to be like, yeah, won nine Oscars last night? If it is, if there is one movie to do it, for some reason, I feel like it might be The Banshees of Inishirin. Mm. 
just because it is strong in every single awards race. Yep. People love Martin McDonough, regardless of yep. what awards body it is. I mean, he obviously won for three billboards. Um, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, I think, together on the, the campaigning trail is mm-hmm. really strong. I think people love Carrie Condon, they love Barry Keown, and they love this movie. And it being... Um, was this an original? Yeah, this is an original yeah. screenplay. It, ha- it has the potential to be nominated in a ton of... It can be Best Actor, Best Supporting, uh, Best... Um, screenplay, best at performance, best director. Like, it, I think it's very possible that Banshees comes across with the most nominations. Yeah. Otherwise, Whether it like, will sweep, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's like Spielberg, maybe. But honestly, it's weird to think because yeah, all of these have strengths and weaknesses, and the other movies play off of that. Like, even though the Academy loves Baz. There are some that I'm like, there's no way Elvis is going to win for this category. There's just yeah. like, who is a supporting character in that? Like, it couldn't win for this. Nobody's even, you know, been nominated. Yeah. Um. I think it's possible that Everything Everywhere could do it. Really? Well, like. Like, you mean best director, best picture. Like, and, and maybe not sweep everything, but like, yeah. do, a, like, come across with a lot of awards. Because, like, and we'll know early. Like, if it takes. Yeah. A couple and then it you you know if you get if it gets up to three it's gonna be like okay like everything yeah. is like a <laughs> player here right and like if it is a player mm-hmm. then it's hard to hold it like if the academy is all about everything everywhere it's banshees true. isn't gonna hold a candle that's true you know what i mean Tar's not gonna hold a candle that's like true. fableman's isn't gonna hold a candle like elvis like all these major players are like if if the Academy's all about it, then it's it's gonna do gangbusters. But yeah. I don't think that's gonna really happen. Maybe not. But the one thing you did say was all the other movies and filmmakers that you referenced, they've all been nominated before. Like we're talking mm-hmm. Martin McDonough and Baz Luhrmann and Steven Spielberg and Todd Field and Kate Blanchett. Like we're talking about yeah. people who will be nominated Damien over Chazelle, and over. Yeah. Damien Chazelle, yeah, Margot Robbie, like people who will continue to be in the space and like, I don't know how they vote or who, or what goes on behind the scenes, but like giving it to the underdog who turned out to be the, the, like the darling of the year, giving it to Michelle Yeoh who, who deserves it overall. I think we can both safely say that he has this locked in. Yeah. I don't know that there's really like who else is even competing. Like, yeah, it would be insane not to give it to him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, I mean, they're splitting their vote. Like, Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keown will both be nominated for Banshees and they'll split their yeah. vote down the middle. Um, you know. Uh, well, I mean, even I'm looking at supporting actor from the Critics' Choice here and it was like, it was key for everything everywhere. But then, like, Paul Dano for Fableman's, Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keown. Yeah. Blah. I don't know how to say it's not. Judd Hirsch for the Fableman's, yeah, Brian, Tyler, Ty- Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which is like, I was surprised to see that. I haven't yeah, seen Causeway like, yet. I, I've seen it, and it's like he was fine, but it was not a powerhouse performance. So, like, there's not there's not a whole lot going on there outside of of Kiu Kwan. Like, right. I don't see how that isn't the one that goes. Right. And that's the kind of thing. And I'm like, I feel like with all the acting ones, at least, you know, I don't know how he doesn't win Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. I don't know how Brendan Fraser doesn't win Best Actor. For sure. I don't know how, well, 
the, See, the best actress is that what you're going to say? That's going to be, yeah. I'm like, I was going to say, I don't know how Michelle will, Michelle Yao doesn't win that, but also like, I don't see how Kate Blanchett doesn't win that. That might be you know? the toughest category. This yeah. whole race is the best actress in a lead performance because it is so stacked. The only person who has no chance is Michelle Williams. Yeah. And not because she's bad. She's phenomenal in the Fablemans, but like it's not a lead role, dude. Yeah. You are, are clearly a supporting. Like this is not what are you talking about here? So you're putting yourself in a race with these people who are clearly more suited to this award. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, even Viola Davis, I'm like, she was really good in the Woman King. Come on. Doesn't yeah. hold a candle to Kate or Michelle Yeoh in those two movies. Like just yeah. not even close. Um so, I don't know, man. Are, who calling it? We don't have to call it now. But would you? I think Kate Blanchett's going to take this. I think Kate Blanchett's going to going to take it. Um, the the thing like, Michelle Yao <laughs> might have going for her is the like Cinderella story of it, mm-hmm. of and like you know, and the, like the politics of it. For sure. Of you know, like yeah, her giving her speech at the Golden Globes during Academy yeah. voting. You know, <laughs> yeah. like. Um, you know, and like the the Oscars are very clearly swayed by that kind of stuff. It's it's been showcased time and time again that it's like, uh, yeah, that was uh okay. I guess that's what we're going for, right? Um, right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I want I want Michelle Yeoh to get it though. Like that's the thing is that like, would be the because Kate Blanchett will be up again. Like she'll get yeah, another I think nom. Kate <laughs> Blanchett is. The like stronger performance, but I think Michelle Yao like, deserves, deserves it. it more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Do you think Tom Cruise will be nominated for Best Actor at the Academy Awards? No. Yeah, I don't either. I I think, um, like I think there's like the potential there, but like I think there's other performances that the Academy will get more excited about for sure. You know, um, I mean, Austin Butler be there. Brendan Fraser, obviously, um, Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell. Um, maybe we could get a Brad Pitt. Pope. Yeah. The Brad Pitt thing is weird. Cause once you see Babylon, you're like, are you a lead in this? Like yeah. if anyone's a lead, it's Diego Calva. And mm. I don't think he had enough to do in Babylon personally. Um, sure. he was great in it, but like, um, It'd be great to see one of the guys from RRR. I know, I know. Uh, it's a five-person category for best actor, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's been in the in the past. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, best picture is the only one up to ten. There's yes. also, um, kind of like a a, a low-level like movie that's been around, but there's a lot of talk around this movie, The Sun. With Hugh Jackman yeah. and Laura Dern and Anthony Hopkins, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I've heard mixed things on this. I've heard some good things, but like, yeah. I mean, it was nominated. Hugh Jackman was nominated uh, in the Golden Globes. Um, mm-hmm. So like that might sneak in, but I kind of don't th- think so. It's not mm- noisy. At all, yeah. It and might may, be that enough, doesn't matter, but it might be enough to uh, pull, maybe pull an Anthony Hopkins nomination into the weaker um, supporting actor category. But at that same, it like I feel like, and I haven't seen the Sun, 
I've heard very, I don't even want to say mixed things. I've heard very bad things about the son and the father. People saying that like, yeah. this director just doesn't understand mental health at all. Um, yeah. If anything, I think Anthony Hopkins should be nominated for Armageddon Time, and that's something we've not heard anything about. Yeah. I'm like, not th- I was actually just gonna kind of bring that up. Of like, that's one yeah. that's just like was Fallen a big out. movie. And it's just like, yep, <laughs> it's not even on any lists that I'm seeing. Which could like. Anne Hathaway could be nominated for that movie. Jeremy Strong could be nominated mm-hmm. for that movie. The kids could be easily be nominated for that movie. Um, I just don't think that it's enough of a draw and enough people saw it for that to be... Yeah. Like, we're talking some pretty... Except for Tar, like, some pretty noisy movies that, like, yeah. are up for Best Picture. And, um, like, should we go through, like, a just a general what we think could be potentially nominated for best picture like i can make yeah. it like well, a short let list me, right let now. me i i want to highlight because we were saying like nothing from amp uh uh armageddon time i think also nothing amsterdam from, well like, also <laughs> nothing from amsterdam of course yeah nothing from the northman nope nothing from like and i i don't know that i would really expect this but nothing from like three thousand years of longing mm-hmm. um or um nothing from don't worry darling um I wonder what that could have possibly gotten in the I don't know. For. Yeah. But um, uh, a lot of the ones I think like a year ago, we would have been like, this is going to be an Oscar contender or like just nowhere to be found. She said. She said. Yeah. Where's Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan? Like, come yeah. on. I, I thought that was a strong movie. Um, no White Noise. No White Noise. Yeah. No Black Panther um, Wakanda Forever. Um, no Ambulance. God damn it. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, no bones and all. No, like, yeah. there's a lot of movies on here. No, nope. Obviously, we've no been X about. or Pearl, which is a little, you know, smaller. But yeah, um, more genre. But still, I'm like Mia Goth. Yeah. I would put in that conversation. Um, so there's a lot of things that have been left kind of on the table, which is interesting because I think that 2022 was a year that was unsure at the beginning, and then by the end, we're like, oh, that was a banger year for movies. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, no and this uh, might be crimes reflecting of the future. That. No crimes of the future. I mean, <laughs> dude, if crimes of the future <laughs> shows up at all, oh my god! Um, Who would even right. with it? Yeah, I don't know. Practical so let's text. come back to uh, your your prompt there of like, do you want to just like say who you think is going to be? Yeah. Um, do we want to do like a ten list here of like the? 10 I mean, movies? I don't know that I have like a, a oh okay a ten list like ready. I I mean, I could probably pull out ten that I think are going to be in contention. Um, in no particular order. <laughs> sure. Um, you know? Let me see if I have 10 here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wait, two more. Let's see. Um, well, I have nine that I can rattle off that I'm pretty sure will be in the conversation here. And now I've not seen all of these movies, but. Do you want to go through your list and I'll just like say if Check that's them also on my list? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay, it'll be interesting so in- to see if there are ones that. That aren't on mine that are yeah. on yours. Yeah, and this I'm, is just off the cuff. Like I, like, oh, like, same. I did not have <laughs> yeah. a list. I was like, we'll um, we'll get more uh, in depth on this when we do our Oscar episode. Yes. Um. So again, in no particular order, I have women talking as one of them. Mm-hmm. I have Babylon. I have. I have Babylon. Okay. I have Top Gun Maverick. I have Top Gun. I have the Banshees of Inisherin. I have Banshees. I have The Woman King, which I don't know. I don't know. I would like it to be in this conversation, but I don't know. 
Um, I have Avatar, The Way of Water. Yep, I have that. I have Tar. Yep, I have that. I have Elvis. Yep, I have that. I have The Fablemans. Mm -hmm. And then I have Everything Everywhere all at once. So uh, the two that you have that I didn't have there were The Woman King and She Said. Okay. Uh, The two that I... Women Talking, not She Said. Oh, Women Talking? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that... That was the first one I said. Oh. Women Talking is a Sarah Polly movie. She said is the Maria right, Schrader sorry. Harvey Weinstein movie. Yes. Okay. And Women Talking is releasing this weekend. So like it released last year, but it's like Yeah. Yeah. It checked the qualifier box. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So the two you had were the Women King and Woman Talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh the two I had on there that you didn't have were RRR, which mm. I think is gonna make enough of a uh enough noise Ooh. to merit the top ten. Okay. Uh, and After Sun. Ah. Which is a movie yes. that I still haven't watched, but like People continually is showing up in a like, this is like the greatest movie ever kind of like thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's Absolutely. got enough of the, like a conversation around it to, um, to jump in there. What are your thoughts on, tri- and now we've not seen this movie, but Triangle of Sadness do you think that could sneak in there over RRR? Because I think that that one would be the one that could potentially slip out. That's tough to say. Because it's hard. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough to say. I would. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because it's, it's one of those like I'm like, I'm way more into RRR than I am into Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> you know? Same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like I want to be like, no. And. I, I also want to like play the politics game here of like, I feel like the Academy is more likely to nominate mm. like a, um, a foreign language film in the top 10 there. Sure. Um, although I guess triangle of sadness isn't entirely no, in English, but it is like no, his it is. first English language, yeah. but partially not in English. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. And I've also okay. seen RRR and haven't seen triangle sure. of sadness, but yeah, um interesting well so i mean it will be a mixture of of these movies like i don't think there's anything we've not mentioned that's gonna make yeah i mean maybe glass onion but like i don't i don't see how yeah like what living <laughs> is is like a a sleeper possibly there sure that, sure that bill nye thing yeah <laughs> um this is a really strong oscar race that's um, very odd yeah I think RRR, if nothing else, 100% takes foreign language film. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anything else even competitive. Not even um, close. I mean, All Quiet on the Western Front, I've heard some noise about, but like that movie just came and went. Like, I don't think they've made. Decision to Leave, I think, will be in there. It's I don't know really how I'm good. ending up on uh, foreign language film as we like close out the conversation. But, <laughs> well, RRR, um, you know. Yeah. Um, Decision to leave is good as Park Chan Wook obviously is undeniable, yeah. but like it did not make it the a, like the dent, uh, like the RRR is like a worldwide phenomenon, like yeah. truly. Um, that's also really really good. So like, <laughs> um, um, well, and we did like we came off of um, drive my car last year. Yeah. Um, so like, there's more of a like I feel like there's a, a I don't know what point I'm trying to make. There's more of a, there's momentum in terms sure. of foreign language film and 
uh, to go back to my point of RRR in the top. Yeah. Like there's momentum for that kind of, there's precedent, I guess is what I'm saying. Absolutely. We had Parasite win Best Picture. So like it's nothing is out of the question at this yeah. point, which is cool. Um, but yeah, man, it's going to be a really, it's, I'll put it this way. It's going to be an Oscars to actually like pay attention to and watch because yeah. it's going to be cool and it's going to hopefully be fun and maybe they'll throw some curveballs in there. Like maybe Jordan Peele will get a nom for best director. Like imagine like that would be insane. So, so that's where we're at. We'll know next week. Exactly. Um, and we'll just talk about this all over again. Exactly. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, I love, I love award season. Like as much as we hate it also, I do love it. Like yeah. it's so much fun and especially this year with such a strong slate of filmmakers and films and, and actors to be awarded like Yeah. There's almost no wrong way that this can go, you know, unless um, we're not I'm not going to even jinx anything, but uh yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to to seeing what happens here. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um all right, with that, let let's close it out let's bring it home um we're gonna do our recommendation for this week we are um and josh came up with this prompt um and it's it's kind of terrifying it's very Um, terrifying it's way tough and it was hard yeah (laughs) um and i'm still like i don't know how much i like mine but um i have like seven yeah (laughs) well there were so many little ones that i was like well anyway uh so the prompt for this week for our recommendation is a movie that changed your opinion uh, of an actor. Yes. Um, and it's like, you know, yeah, change your opinion. I don't need to explain any further than that. Yeah, yeah. I will um, say that doesn't ha- mean that you have to be following it in real time. Like, oh, I followed this actor up till now and now I saw this movie. And it could yeah. be like, oh, I went back and watched this 80s film from this guy and it completely and it made was me- changed the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so why don't you go first on this one? All right. Um, I and if you am, have seven there, like, you know, what, what what's the two you're toying with? And then what's, which one are you going with? There's three I'm toying with. The three is Tobey Maguire and Brothers, because I grew up with Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. And then I saw Brothers, and I was like, Interesting. Uh, another one is Rose Byrne in Bridesmaids, because, again, I grew up with Rose Byrne in Insidious and in Sunshine and in... 28 days later and that's not what she is in bridesmaids <laughs> but the one i'm gonna go with is jonah hill in moneyball um Excellent. which obviously moneyball is just like a phenomenal movie and now i'm thinking did you recommend moneyball yeah already? moneyball's definitely already been on the never mind list. i'm recommending rose Byrne in <laughs> bridesmaids never mind even though nice. obviously jonah hill in, in moneyball is undeniable rose Byrne, she's good in everything every yeah. genre every time and she does it effortlessly um if you've never seen bridesmaids watch it it's absolutely hilarious a paul feig movie about a bridesmaids party that just goes awry and it's just absolutely hysterical and is right in line with the adam mckay kind of judd apatow and also nicholas stoller movies of that era which just raunchy over the top but still somehow works because of the actors you have working in it like it's yeah. um it's just one of those movies and Rose Byrne up to this point like I said was like very serious very like even a little bit I don't want to say like manic but she plays in these movies that are just very intense that yeah. just you're dealing with something that you have to deal with right now 
And Bridesmaids is just like she went on to do Neighbors after this, and it showed me a whole. And I think she's done comedies before this, but I'd never yeah. seen her do it. And I was like, this is this is a good color for you. Like you can just nail this. And seeing her face and being like, I have this baggage with you already. Yeah makes it that much funnier when you see her in a bridesmaids or a neighbors where you're just like, holy crap. Like this is just next level funny. Um, and yeah, bridesmaids is like one of the funnier movies to come out in the 2010s. I think it was in the 2010s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rose Byrne, just nice. phenomenal. And she's phenomenal in bridesmaids. So <laughs> that is my recommendation for this week. So I had a couple, I had a handful that I was toying with. This is like, it all depends on like, what character you land on or what actor you land on. Cause it's yeah. like, I feel like there's so many that have like the, like the first one that came to my mind was Jim Carrey in, uh, yeah. Eternal, Eternal sunshine. Yeah. I almost said always sunny, which is <laughs> kind of the same term, but, um, <laughs> eternal sunshine, always, always sunny. sunny. Yeah. 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 Um, and I also toyed with, um, Joey King in the princess. Yeah. Uh, which I have talked about pretty extensively on this podcast before. So where sure. I landed up, um, and I actually kind of like this. Um, my recommendation for this week is going to be Daniel Radcliffe in Guns Akimbo. I've never seen this movie. This movie is <laughs> not Harry Potter. Very much not. You know what I mean? I mean, Daniel Radcliffe, like, you know, he's doing great stuff and like he's, um, I mean, you know, weird is, is like a, a big thing for him, but like. I mean, in Guns Akimbo, he plays a guy. There's like this, you know, kind of just murder like game <laughs> that's going on. And he like gets drugged, wakes up, and he's had two guns bolted to his hands. Classic. Um, Hate when that happens. And it's, and it's like, it's here is not only action hero Daniel Radcliffe, but comedic timing Daniel Radcliffe, which are things that I think you don't think a lot of. Um, when when you think of Daniel Radcliffe, like no, you think of Harry you know, Potter, and that's it. Yeah, and like the only like comedic thing you get from him in that is when he's on the uh, the Liquid Luck stuff, and like you know, but like yes. yeah, I mean the movie is 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 fine. It's not like it's not trying to be anything more than it is. You know, it's, sure, it's uh, one of those murder game show things. But like yeah, one of those. I mean, watching Daniel Radcliffe try and put on his pants while having two guns like bolted to his hands is like next level hilarious. Um, so yeah, definitely redefined uh, my thoughts on Daniel Radcliffe. I was like, oh, this guy—he's gonna be around for a while. I toyed around with Daniel Radcliffe because he was also in the Swiss Army Man, and his, yeah, I um, toyed with that one too. And I was like, yeah, I feel like Swiss <laughs> Army Man. Like there wasn't as much of like performance coming off of that, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good yeah, man. one. Daniel cool. Radcliffe expanding his career. <laughs> yeah. Into like great. Th- yeah. Critics He's choice good. award winning, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. He's not afraid to do the dumb shit that you're like, that's this true. shouldn't work. And then it does. I feel like he loves to do the dumb shit. Yeah. He's like, you know what I mean? As I feel far like away from Harry Potter as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he'll never need money. He'll right. never like. He'll always be Harry Potter. He'll always be famous for yeah. for what it is. You know, like he'll that will always be his first thing. So it's like, what the hell does it matter what the rest of it is? Let him do what he wants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. All right. 
So that'll Bridesmaids do it. Bridesmaids and Guns Akimbo could be an interesting double feature. Not that the worst. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. All right. Um. So, Josh, let's bring it home. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet on Twitter at JoshFuller33. Fuller is spelt with no E. You can also find me on both Letterboxd and Instagram at Josh J. Fuller. And where can people find you, Willis? You can find me on the internet, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Well, I don't know why I said Facebook, Facebook. but you can. Uh, Friend uh, me on Facebook. And on Letterboxd at Willis Film. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. And you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you can find all of our recommendations, including Bridesmaids and Guns Akimbo. Let's go. That is a pair, man. Starting off strong. Yeah. <laughs> also toyed, and I, I, I didn't go with this because it's small but i toyed with uh elijah wood in sin city oh just after uh lord of the rings when it's like frodo freaking eating people and then you're like oh this guy is like oh (laughs) that's Um, a good one but that is a that is that's a very small role comparatively in that movie for sure Um, so for sure but i wanted to bring it up because that's a good one wild um all right all right that'll do it um (laughs) We will come back to you, dear listeners, next week with our official. We'll know what's been nominated. Yes. Um, And we will be reacting to it. And we will be reacting (laughs) for sure. Yes. Um, All right. Uh, That'll bring us home. Josh, anything else to add to our dear listeners? Go watch a movie. Go see Avatar. If you have already, go see it again. Um, I'm going to see Avatar on Thursday. Let's go. Are you seeing it in IMAX? Do you have an IMAX theater near you? Uh no, okay. I'm never... seeing it in like the big, the biggest available though. Okay, cool, cool. In 3D. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, of course. Who knows? People are yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> I have to double check. I don't remember if it's high frame rate or not. But... Oh well. That I'm not. It's a good I'm movie either about, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Um, end of pod.